This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul Radio Show. Brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com and the JNP Group. AdventuresInMinistry.com is a website found there at AdventuresInMinistry.com where you find all the resources, the app, the AIMCON, the conference, and all things ministry for free. And, um, and so thank you for going there. Thank you for being here. We have been uh, gone for a couple of weeks. Was it two or three? I can't remember. A lot's going on. A lot has happened. But, um, <laughs> but uh, we are here, and we are ready and available um, to do this show for you <laughs> and to help you with anything we can with ministry. This is the John and Paul Radio Show. With me, as always, is John Podine, and I am Paul Sperlin. This is the Friday Call-In Show. Uh, good morning, everybody. We are already having comments being made. Brandon Edwards is already saying, glass sunglasses on the inside. Must have been a rough night, Paul. <laughs> for those who are listening to this on the podcast, Paul is wearing sunglasses well, in this morning. I, <laughs> I, well, you don't take your – see, see, John was wearing glasses. I thought, well, I'll wear glasses too. What's up? <laughs> Plus, you can't see my eyes rolling when I talk about things. <laughs> I find that important oh, that you don't Lord. see what my eyes do. This, this, uh, apparently, there's something blooming. Fluorescent lighting. But there is something blooming out right now, and I have no idea what's blooming it out. And, Peace. And my, uh, my contacts and my eyes are bothering the fire out of me, yeah. so that's why I'm in my glasses this morning. But we are glad that you are here. Gotcha. We have been gone for a couple of weeks. We, uh, lads, man, lads took us, took us crazy. Um, it did. Great time in Atlanta. It was. Uh, can I say this, too? Very, very, very proud. Shout out to the University Youth Group, University of Christ Youth Group, uh church and congregation and kids i love dearly uh really showed out did well we have a younger group this year but man they did outstanding i'm really proud of all of them so so congratulations to all them yeah and everybody who went and, and, and prepared went and participated and it was a really good weekend that's one thing with lads it, it, it goes through cycles paul and um that's one thing i think they're seeing right now it, it, i think there was a lot of groups that were more younger um, for some odd reason, there is a, um, and I saw this across the board um, from different locations. People were telling me that their older kids, you know, because of so much stuff going on, that they weren't participating as much. So, um, you know, it, it goes through cycles, and it's great. We got the next younger crew crop. I don't know how to call that coming on up and and ready to we go. We call it the U crew. The U crew. The U crew. The U crew. Um, to quote Izzy, um, Jason Nisbell from stage. Um, 11th graders make sure and do um, song leading um, next year because there was like nobody in the room that did it. I think one person in the whole Atlanta as a senior did song leading. So keep that going. Keep yeah. singing. Yeah. Just because you become a senior doesn't mean it, you can't continue to do please, cool stuff. Please keep so singing. That. There are people that need, leaders song, in church, that need man. song leaders. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> everywhere we go, everywhere I go, look, Brandon even said it's a wave. It's like a tidal wave, sometimes a title. And it is. It is like that. Um, just kind of goes up and down, up and down. But it is interesting. Um, I know that, um, you know, as far as song leaders and stuff like that, keep going with it. Because yeah. um, that's one thing I noticed that I get asked about often because of leading singing at different places is, is trying to get these younger people involved. And mm-hmm. you got to get them. got to get them and, and uh, get that fire into them. And, and we need some more song leaders. Motivate our kids. Motivate our parents. Very important for that as well. Parentals. Help us out. Our rentals. Hook a brother up. Well, Paul, we do got a lot of things going on um, in in the world, in our lives, and everything else. Uh, we do um, – uh, we kind of want to spend some time um, kind of going here because, you know, it's getting ready to be summer. Uh, we are at the end of – we've gotten past Easter, and we have gotten past most spring breaks. What? 
I got to talk about my glasses. Okay. They say boom on them. They do. Uh, Ray-Ban made these uh, inexpensive. Let me let me start with inexpensive um, new um, glasses. But, and I was wearing these. Oh, I think I switched. Must be there. Um, and I wore these as I was going Falling in. Shedding. I had a I had a had a meeting at uh, an admissions office at Faulkner yesterday of the Inspire Youth Camp, and Casey Crawford came up. Uh, shout out to Casey. Thank you so much for being there. Some good stuff happening there. And I, I walked in wearing these glasses, and I was literally as I walked in admissions office at Faulkner University, I was literally wearing my Faulkner blue, colored your blue glasses. glasses. Yeah, I was seeing in Faulkner. So. So there's that. So being in Faulkner, little, that's an awesome. That hey, that's like thirty a bucks, line. man. We gotta call Sydney. Call These Sydney. Cool. Call Sydney right now. Call Sydney Maddox and say, yeah, that's a new hashtag or or it's not new color glasses. glasses. It's, it's Faulkner. It's Faulkner. It's Faulkner color glasses. Make there it happen. Go. They're being pretty in Faulkner glasses. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're hey. cool. They're way cool. That's awesome. I mean, they're like clear. And then when I go over there later, I'm gonna see Sid. I'm gonna say, Sid, you need to call Paul. Call Paul call i have the faulkner color glasses that's right um but we want to spend some time since it is getting to summer um before everybody kicks in i mean summer flies if you're in youth ministry um it just goes yes it does busy busy time there's there's no way around saying it and this is also a time where um, a lot of interns um, are looking at places where they're going and Mm -hmm. most of them already have a place where they're going this summer and should by now and hopefully uh, Tis the season of of all that. Uh, we we thought we'd spend some time and maybe talk about some of the challenges that youth that is that you, that is in youth ministry in general, not just youth ministers face, but challenging youth challenges in youth ministry. Yeah. Um, I don't think people understand quite the difficulty um, and the challenges. Not difficulty. That's bad. I shouldn't say it that way. Um, the challenges that oh, tempting to reconnect. Um, no. Yes. I don't oh. think people quite understand the challenges. Oops, it's re- stream has resumed. Cool. I don't think people quite understand the challenges that go into um, youth ministry. First of all, it's never a struggle. Never right. a struggle. We didn't say that, but I'm just saying when someone says, you know, we got some struggles we're dealing with. No, you're not. It's not a struggle. It's a challenge. Conquer it. it look it, positive at it. It's a mindset. It's, it's all how you it look at it. absolutely is. It's all how you look at it and how you react to it. And, um, you know. God's powerful. He's taking care of you. So you're going to be fine. You just nailed it right there. You know, as Christians too often, and boy, we go in another direction. As Christians too often, we look at things and we say, oh, that's a struggle. And and there are some challenges, things. But it almost takes a a pessimistic view. When we have a God who created everything, we have a God who watches over us, who loves Mm -hmm. us. He said he, he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's always right there. And the challenge is to, and it, the, 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 is to look at it optimistically, say, guess what? My God can overcome anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still go back, and you and I have talked about this. I still go back to, remember, Jay Hall, uh, mm-hmm. a message that he spoke at Exposure one Love year, Jay. is that faith is attempting something so big that there's absolutely no way human possibly you can, you can it would be your power winning it and doing it, but that is God taking care of it and doing it. And that's the same thing with our challenges. Yeah. If a shepherd boy can, can conquer a giant, then why can't we? I mean, it, you've heard the analogies and the and the um, the things that are mentioned there when it comes to conquering your giants. I mean, it's a literal thing because facing your giants. Yeah, because it's just one of the, one of the things. So, Brandon says, I've never had problems. I've simply had opportunities to overcome. Like it. There I like go. it. So here's the deal. We have five things. There's many others, but five challenges in youth ministry that we're going to share with you today. And at the end of this, we got a few things, a few events this summer we're going to talk about and. And I uh, mentioned about that as Even well. Some spring football here going on. Got some spring football. Got some spring football to talk about. Oh, got some neat stuff. Yeah, definitely some well. things. Um, probably, Paul, what would you say number one would be on this list of challenges that youth ministry, youth ministers face? Um, uh, if you were talking to a, a fresh guy getting ready to go into, because, you know, you teach the youth and family mm-hmm. ministry classes here on campus at Faulkner, what, what do you say would be the number one issue or number one challenge for that youth minister to face in youth ministry? Well, the challenge is basically you need to balance home and work. Um, and, and, and I say that, um, and then I, I'm saying this, if you consider your, your, um, your responsibility with the church as a job or as work, then you're probably in the wrong business, uh, even after I just said balance home with work, because uh, it, it should be something that should be so enjoyable, whether you're a youth minister or, or a preaching minister or outreach or, or a connections minister or, 
or you know, you know, whatever you are, whatever your your responsibility is, and wherever you are, um, I think it's important to to understand that that our first priority, um, just from from a, from a male perspective, is to the home, and it's to our is to our our wives and, and to our children, and and that's biblical, you know. So you have to have that number one, and then to be successful in uh, in, in loving um, the Lord's people and the church, um, which is the same thing, but, uh, but, um, having a way to, to fuse the two together. Um, and so, you know, Stephanie, um, as my wife, you know, we're a team, we work together, we, we, we raise our children together. And so, so we find a way to, to f- create cohesiveness between what happens at home and what we do, um, with, with our, with church work. Um, you know, we're not a team in the fact that, um, she does my job or she does work for me, but she supports me and she helps me and um and she you know is a a big factor in raising our our kids because uh, there's times that I'm I can't be around you know and it's just part of it but but it's it's creating that balance there and um it was what what a few months ago when someone came and, and was on our show and talked about balance mm-hmm. I think it's important to find balance in every part of your life but but make sure that that your family doesn't falter and they don't wonder where's daddy um at the same time make sure that that um, your elders, deacons, and, and youth group and, and membership, they wonder where's our youth minister. So so we have to create a balance there. I think one thing, Paul, that um, and I find it interesting, and some people may find it interesting that we start with number one challenge is in our challenge of youth ministry is balancing home and work. Is that especially with people who are young getting into youth ministry and even as old being in youth ministry, um, going in. Thanks. <laughs> You know, going to new places and starting over or doing different things. The, the the automatic want is to get in there, full throttle, thrush everything that you got into it, and you're just working, 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 boom, 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 and pushing everything that you can into it. And, you know, besides the burnout, we, haven't, we never even talked about burnout, which would be another show to talk about that, That's uh, right. facing it and, and overcoming it. But to balance it out when you're first getting into a work and you're first starting – um, understanding of, of I got family time and personal time mm-hmm. yeah. in there with work and and and, well. and helping and helping the congregation and helping the people that you work with understand that you know it's just as much as a as a job as they have or whether they're teachers or whether they're engineers or whether they're I don't know think of another job I don't know um, a police officer a police officer or a, a nurse professor you uh-huh. know that they that they do their things and sometimes their work comes home, yeah. but, uh, sometimes, yeah. and usually it doesn't, and, you know, just to kind of take a break and, and to get away and spend some time with your family. And especially as your kids get older and you know, this now with Laney, <laughs> can't believe I was looking at her today, Paul. I mean, good luck, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. You know, preteen and then Tyler and everything. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, yeah. bouncing that out. It, it It is hard. And I would recommend that, that if you were starting out in youth ministry, call somebody who's been involved with it. Like Paul's been involved with it for, you know, 20 years. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things he's learned over this time. Um, that sounds a long time. Uh, you yeah, realize uh, you could retire in the military now? I know. I could have stayed in, I guess. But uh-huh. but then I wouldn't have met and been a part of the lives of so many awesome people in the church. You know? That's correct, Paul. You would not have. I got to get a little bit of both. That's yeah. right. Well, number two, I think it's probably one of the greatest challenges yeah. right there. And it's a challenge I'm not sure that anybody has an answer to. Not just for the minister, but also for the congregation. Both want this, both sides. Absolutely. You have your kids that you know you, you schedule something they're always going to be at. Um, in class, they're always um, talking. They're always participating. And then you got those kids that, you know, you, you could give a million dollars and you're going to have a hard time finally connecting to. It's how do you connect with those fringe and active kids? How do you handle all that? And it's been some interesting things. You know, I still remember some stuff Lonnie said when he came and spoke here at the Youth and Family Summit one year about, about that. Yeah. And so that's, that's a challenge, Paul. High note did too. High note did get, get a really good lecture on that yeah. once. Um, yeah, I think, uh, first of all, you need to define what a fringe kid is. Good, um, good I don't, point. You know, I don't think that anybody wants to be called a fringe kid. But as we look at a fringe kid, we look at someone who, as you said, is sort of, if you, if you drew a circle, and as a youth minister, you stand in the middle of the circle, you would hope your youth group would be close to you, and they'll be inside that circle. Look outside that circle and, and see those people out there. That's your fringe kids. That's the people that are on the outside. And they're on the outside for a few reasons. Um, 
and they're not necessarily bad. Not so bad. Please don't misunderstand no, 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 no. what we were saying. But but maybe maybe they're shy. You know maybe maybe. Um, yeah, I would. That'd be great. Thanks, Roy. Um, uh, <laughs> real quick, what's up? Good for you. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, um, so, so so sometimes a, a fringe kid is a shy kid just because they're not in your face. You know, they're, they're not, you know, you love those kids with those great, you know, busting out personalities, and you're, it's infectious to want to be with them and hang out with them. But there are some that just don't, and you find yourself. And I, I even we have a well, he's not now. We have a, I was going to say college student, uh, a a, a postgraduate, I guess, who still attends here at university, who was uh, in my youth group when I was in Birmingham. <laughs> and he's here, and I love him, and he's probably not watching. So I'm not going to say his name, but um, I'm going to say his name. Do you want me to say his but, name? No, no, no. Don't do it. But, uh, but he, was, he wouldn't say anything. He would never talk or anything. The most words I heard come out of his mouth was we were at, I believe it was Camp Nayadi, and it was in, I believe, January or February. We had to jump a fence to get to the pool. We, he was, we, I had an opportunity to baptize him. He came out of that water blue but said, thank you. And I'm like, well, thank God. You know? And so from that point on, he seemed to talk a little more. He's still really quiet. And, and I would consider him probably a fringe kid, but he was always at everything. Right. You know? so, so, so fringe is a, is a kid, not just a shy kid, but also someone that maybe, maybe – and I'm – Man, I hate saying this, but but maybe sometimes they're a part of a broken home. You know, maybe sometimes they're they're a part of a a family situation where a child isn't able or have a way to be at class every Sunday and every Wednesday and and go to every retreat and go to every camp and and you don't see them often. So either they don't say much, you don't see them much. Um, so what does that mean? That means as a youth minister, I need not as a youth minister, but as a youth group, as parents, as membership. It's not just the youth minister's responsibility, but everybody works together to talk to this kid, to, to, to create a conversation with them, to ask them, them easy questions. Uh, how are you doing? How's school? What, what are you up to? What are you doing this week? Well, you want to hang out? You want to get some coffee? You want to do this, do that? What do you like? You know, let's go do that, you know? Um, but also, you know, if, if I noticed you weren't here last Wednesday. Can I, can I pick you up? Is that cool? You want to come to class? I'll make sure and Remind and pick you up, bring you over here. You know, you find a way to create a relationship with the fringe kids, and I haven't always been, been been great at it. I will say, over the past seven eight years, I've gotten better at it. I think because we become more aware of the fact that it's so easy to minister to the kids in the youth room, but it's much more difficult to minister to the kids who can't get there. And so that creates not a struggle. It creates a challenge to what can I do to make them more involved. You know, there's there's something I want to read here that that Jerry put down that I think a lot of churches need to hear. Um, But before that, I do want to say something that, you know, it's hard, Paul, when you have a group, and and this is something I'm not sure that we have done well in youth ministry and maybe even in local churches, um, of, of noticing this, you know, we we automatically understand that a preacher is not going to connect with every person in a congregation or because, because if you got if you yeah. got 250 people, right. you know, and that man's personality is 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 a certain way, it may not always connect with every single one of them. Right. Same thing in youth ministry. And if you have a group of say 60, 80, 100 kids, there's a very good chance that you're not going to be able to. They're just just and it's nothing nothing bad at you or nothing bad at the kid and nothing right. bad at, it's just it's sometimes it's hard and i remember i remember you know when madison went to this model and i think was was actually a smart model i guess how long ago was it probably was it seven eight years ago ten years ago yeah uh where they had two youth ministers mm-hmm. and i think it's worked well because it's balanced it's balanced out i was remember talking with um, Kristen this past weekend when she was here, because that's where she goes. She attends the Madison Church up in, mm-hmm. in Madison, Alabama. And she's closer to one of the youth ministers than with the other. Right. And and, and somehow it, it seemed to balance it out a little bit. And I think, I, you know, and I understand it's financial, and I understand that there are mm-hmm. challenges, but that may be something to be able to to uh, look at in the future for churches is, especially when you have a big group, that can, yeah. can balance it out. That's when the need becomes heavier, when you've got so many people. And how right. do you keep up? That makes it easier right. to be able to hire a couple of guys. Well, and I want to read this, because I think this is really, really great, because, and, and let me read it first, and I'll tell you why. I think it's great, and I wish people would understand. Jerry says this, let's be honest. Faithfulness of a child is not how many events they take part in. Amen. It's true. 
I believe a kid can be faithful to the Lord without ever being a part of the youth group. It doesn't mean you don't have a relationship. The challenge is, and, and Jerry, maybe, or anybody who's listening can comment on this, is in our business and in our way, and I hate to call it, but that's what it is in some ways, and especially with people who look at it, we look at numbers. Let's face mm-hmm. it. Think about that. Preacher sitting here, and, and you have 300 members, and you lose 50 over five years. What are they going to do? They're going to take a look at that preacher, and they're going to say, um, what, what, <laughs> what, what, um, what are you, you know, it's got to be the preacher's fault. It's got to be this, or it's got to be that, because we look at numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think, and I don't know how you balance that out. I don't know how elderships balance that out. I don't know how um, congregations are able to balance that out, but we look at how many people attend on certain things, and is that, and we base whether or not a, a youth minister or a preacher or a college minister or a connect minister or whatever minister is, is worth mm-hmm. their, their putting that time and effort into. Right. And so I, I think what Jerry said is absolutely correct. Um, you know, in, in the class I teach, um, one of the things, you know, we use um, oh, Doug Field's book, uh, First Two Years in Youth Ministry, is one of the mm-hmm. textbooks we use. Um, in addition to Lonnie Jones's new book, The Pedagogue, y'all should um, grab it if you need it. Send me an email. Um, but um, I just going to plug it. It's pretty cool. But uh, in that book, it says um, that youth ministry, because the book is about youth ministry, is not about the numbers. Um, it's not about the numbers. Although, bear in mind that it may not be about the numbers for the quality of work that's being done, but just know that other people involved, it is about the numbers. And so... Uh, when you go to a place, make sure and understand and communicate the things that need to be communicated. What's important um, on that? So, so you know, just something to, to, to keep in mind. But the, the fact of the matter is, if the numbers aren't there, then, then, I mean, even though it's not about the numbers, you still are motivated by, by trying to work harder to create more attention. Right. You know, and that's kind of why we go to the schools. You know, I took um, a while back, took Tucker to, um, to um, ACA. And it was a great feedback uh, of kids that just cleared a table in it. We just were all at one same table. And it was an awesome day. And then I had parents later calling me and thanking me, thanking us for going and being a part of that. That was a great day. So, so there's things you can do to motivate kids, to motivate situations. And not only numbers, but um, obviously friends invite friends. And so, so uh, it's kind of like a friend, kind of a, um, a ministry kind of thing. So, so um, let that be that. Well, I, and I also want to mention another group here, too, when connecting with kids. One thing we're finding out and we're seeing more and more is kids with special needs mm-hmm. and how to connect with them because that offers a, a another challenge in and of itself as well. I mean, look, if you're from university and you were at LADS and you can't get a, a good feeling in your heart for watching Gabe Brenneman and, and – him, he won song leading and got second in speech. Is that right, or something like that? Uh, yes, he won song leading and second in speech. And did all any, I mean, uh, he about tackled your father-in-law two or three times on that. I stage. wasn't sure who was tackling who, but they were tackling <laughs> each other. I but I mean, but there are challenges that 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 sometimes special needs kids face. Um, um, I, I think that um, even forces us to look. And, 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 and evaluate how we do things even another way, you know. Um, and there are other challenges that go with that. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking at a situation where um, congregations, you know, are they prepared for a family who has a child on the spectrum? You know, how have you, how are you creating, because it's, it's a real thing, one in 64 kids. Um, no, let's see, no, one in every 64 um, boys uh, have autism. And and so uh, I think it's one in two hundred girls, and so so this is a real thing. This is happening. And um, how are you preparing your church? How are you prepared to minister to families with um, with a child with autism? Not just that, but but um, children are, are are not just children, but adults with um you know uh, Down syndrome and other things and things that that are are challenges. Again, not a struggle. Mm-hmm. They're a blessing. We're, we're all blessings from God. So so how are we prepared for the challenges? That that create a, a great situation in uh, in having an opportunity to min- to uh, minister to people. So so try to do the best you can in every congregation to to work towards that. This is not just a youth ministry thing. It's mm-hmm. a 
it's a life thing. It's a ministry thing. It's well, that's why, thing. that's why I'm so grateful that Faulkner has started the Autism Center here um, that's kicking off and getting off the ground, and it's going to be one of its kind in the southeast in particular, but even within the nation, uh, kind of partnership, uh, not kind of a part. It, it, it's similar based on what Texas Tech is doing, uh, mm-hmm. Texas Tech University, and uh, that's one of the things I love what's going on um, here on campus with that is because it is a real thing and helping people and a- even be able to understand. Uh, here's what Jerry's response was, and, and, and listen, and I'll let you go from here. So does this come down to the elders checking the souls of the teens? When I was growing up, there were no events or activities. Jerry, I agree. We had nothing growing up. How did we gauge then? I believe we just need to concentrate on their souls, and that's the thing. Yeah, I agree. And so, number three, Paul. Number three is maintaining consistency. We need to maintain consistency in um, in uh, different areas of our life. Um, first and foremost, as a as a youth minister, a challenge in ministry. I hate calling it a challenge. It's something we all should be um, answering to. But we need to make sure that that the Bible is ever present in our life, not just in the Bible classroom, which it should be. If you go into a classroom and you teach a class, and you don't use the Bible, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, the Bible is the very foundation of, of, of how we exist, and because and, um, we're only here for a little time, and we're preparing for heaven. And so, so you, you are making a, an impact on the lives of young people. So make sure that they don't leave that classroom unless they understand that the Bible's been taught. Absolutely. So, so keep that as, as a consistent thing on that. Any, any thoughts on that before we go? No, I, I think, I think you, you just nailed it. I mean, we're struggling to get Bible time in anyway um, in, in our world and in our churches and stuff like this. And so, and, and I would definitely say spend some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've mm-hmm. always heard this as preachers even. You know, we spend so much time even preparing lessons, but no time for our personal study. Jesus needed the garden. Yes. Okay. He had to get away, and he, had to, he went away to pray and went away to, uh, to meditate and everything. So, so we all need our own time. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. If Jesus needed it, that's what you know, we're told to imitate him as he imitates Paul. Absolutely. Good one there. All right. Also in uh, the consistency here, we notice the schedule. Make sure – this may be very a very practical part of it all, but I think it's something we need to, con- to continue to remember that in youth ministry, be consistent in your schedules when in planning things. Uh, don't be sporadic in when things happen. If it happens a certain night of the month, keep it that time so the kids and parents are prepared for that and they're ready for that. Um, it's almost like you're imprinting a pattern, and that's what we do. That's kind of how the church uh, – that's how the church even started. You know, and Paul went on his, his missionary journeys. Every place he left, every place he sent a letter to, what'd they have? They had elders, they sang, they taught, they gave offering, you know, they, 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 uh, they prayed. I mean, so, so there's a pattern here we see. The same is true in youth ministry. We have to create a pattern, something that people are used to and, and, can, um, and can adjust to and are ready for. That doesn't mean... Um, getting mundane in it. You, you can mix things up in there and how you do certain things, but give them some consistency in your schedules. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's one thing I, I know from having two daughters that are teenagers, and, and the thing that, that really helps with them in their lives is having consistencies, and we know what's going on. There's not a this, that, and the other. And and that's one thing, way to make your parents mad at you quickly is, well, we're not going to do it this Change month. It we're do it. That's yeah. what they, uh, Jerry's commenting in here, and i got a couple things to add from what he said. But, you know, we always know where his, when his garage uh, Bible study is going on. Oh, yeah. And, and even if you're not a member of the Spring Hill Youth Group, you know when his garage Bible study is going on. And, or, or Spring Meadows. Or Spring Meadows. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I'll just channel my inner Dale Jenkins. Sorry. <laughs> you did, yeah, Dale. That's exactly yeah. what he does whenever that's I exactly do. what he does. <laughs> Spring Hill, that's a good church. That's a great, that's a good Craig's church. a great preacher. <laughs> Sorry. I could have let that go. But then Dale would have said, oh, come you're correct him on the Spring Meadows thing. Like, well, I, I am. Here I am. And then there's Jerry. So you know he's going to find out. So. I know. Um, Sorry. Jerry, Jerry said amen on consistency. I, I do want to say this. When he was talking about special needs child, he said his first one was during an internship. Uh, every Sunday he led Jesus Loves Me before worship, and he wanted to lead prayer and Bible class. He couldn't go on trips. I didn't see him for 30 years. He lives at Rainbow Omega now. The day I visited, he called me by name. You know, and that's making those connections. He said, I met, I almost cried. I almost cried. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't, one day I'll tell you my story that happened at Lads this year with the Bartimaeus thing. And and I was just like, I still get chills about it and I had to leave. I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it's bad enough as it is. And you want to cry, you want to clap, you want to stand, you want to 
throw a party, but when they add the music, <laughs> come on. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about when they were actually competing, when they're doing their little oh, yeah. event. Because I, mm, I was yeah. working on the computer upstairs. I'm, I'm just going to tell the story. I can't help it. I Go ahead. I was upstairs, okay. and I was working on the computer, and this is upstairs where the girls were doing their thing. So we weren't paying attention. You know, we're trying not to pay no, attention. No. We were just doing our own thing. And, and, the, and a young lady got up, and she could barely talk, and somebody was holding her up, you know, behind the microphone and everything. And and she was uh, reading First Corinthians 13, and she could barely talk. And when she started, she said, if I speak with the tongues of angels and of men but have not love, um, I'm a, you know, ganging, uh, clanging gong and cymbals. Cymbal. And I just, I just lost it. I just lost. She could barely talk, and she was like, "If I could speak with it," and I'm just like, "I gotta go to the city bar." And I just, I just, I, I had to walk out. I couldn't do it because it made me think back. Here, these people with their hearts and everything that yeah. they're putting into it, and then you got people like you and me and people that we all know that that talking is not an issue, singing is not an issue, participating and doing church work is not an issue, and and it just, I was like, I don't do enough. I, I just, I just, it just. Yeah, there's the chills coming back up. Just had to say that. Ugh. Uh, Goosebumps. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay, we got to go to the next thing before I start crying thinking about it. Please stop. Okay, um, good stuff, though. Absolutely. Maintaining consistency with the Bible in our life, the schedules, be consist- consistent, but also in our life behavior. As a youth minister, don't try to reinvent yourself to, to the point where you become almost crazy. Um, be you. You know, you be you, I be me. Let's be who, who God created us to be. And um, that rhymed. Like, like a first I'm so of proud of you. You're channeling your inner jamboree, I guess. <laughs> okay. I see so, Jonathan Morrison's joining us, by the way, Jonathan. Epsilon is the one. All right. So um, so <laughs> life behavior. Make sure and, and, and be you. Don't, don't, don't try to be somebody you're not. Uh, be who God created you to be. It makes it a lot easier. Number four, uh, love everybody. You know, if you're a youth minister, please please understand that you're there to minister to the young people. That's true. But also their parents. Be there for them. Um, it's almost like, um, again, I hate to refer back to the things we, we teach um, here on campus uh, about youth and family ministry, but basically it's kind of a triangle of, of uh, working relationships. You have parents. You have child or teenager or whatever age they are, uh, parent, kid, and then youth minister. You know, it's basically the youth minister is the, is the is the associate youth minister to the parents. Uh, parents are first line of defense, and if for some reason they're not available, you call me. You know, and that's kind of why you know, you know, my my phone's on twenty four seven. Parents, I probably shouldn't say that, but but I, it is. You know, I, you never I, know. I you know never it. know. Don't worry, Paul. I know yours is on twenty four seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. I do want to add this. Parents, you are the first youth minister. You are. You are. I'm sorry. Ephesians 6 says, be that. Um, children, obey your parents. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, right. but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Lord. Uh, yeah, sorry. We're going to start preaching. Like I like it. But understand, parents, yes. And the, and, the, and the churches are great in hiring youth ministers to help be an aid in that. Mm-hmm. But you are the first youth minister. So love, love the, min- the members. Love the ministers. Mm-hmm. But love the members. Uh, love the church. Own it. You know, where you are, mm-hmm. own it. Tell, the, tell it. everybody about it. Uh, be a part of it. It's you. You know, it's where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just be a minister. Be a member. And um, But love everybody. Um, just because you're a youth minister doesn't mean you can't minister to other people as well. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And then number five, John, it's not about you. We say this about preachers a lot in churches, but also with youth ministry, it's not about you. Any youth ministry that's built upon the youth minister it will crash. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Every it will time. crash. And it also leads to division, of not um, not only division within um, um, your local and in, in within your youth group, but also can lead to division within the church. That's why we drive unity in everything that we do, because one person can't do it alone. You have to do it together as a unit. And so um, so maintain that and know it's not about you. It's just all about Jesus. Jesus is always number one. Yeah. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Yes. We're going to start. We're going to start having an invitation song. So Ready. please remember that when your challenges in your youth ministry, please let it know. Um, it's not about you. It is about God. It's about the church. It's about the church. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's about building that unity that you have. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll share this on, on Facebook, on some of the things that we've talked about, on the challenges that you face in youth ministry and different things. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a uh, <laughs> amen to all these, but especially number five, AJ. Oh, yeah. Let me some gooch.
What up, Gooch? I, I love this. I mean, let me add this, what, what, what uh, Jerry put in here. Reminder to the parents, you will stand before God and answer how That's you right. raise your children. Amen. Amen. I have to stand before God and talk about my girls and what I've done, how I've raised them. Paul will have to stand before his children and how he raised them. Understand that sure. you just you cannot pay uh, you cannot pay a man to do your ministry, and you cannot pay a man to do, be your be like your children's family. That's right. Kids, don't drop them off in seventh grade or sixth grade or whatever time your youth group starts and expect um, things to be hunky dory. Preach. Okay. Good stuff. We can do that. Thank you for being here. Wait, wait a second. We're not done yet. I know. Thank you for the conversation about the challenges of youth ministry. This is the part of our show we turn to and normally, local news or not so local news, but news yeah. that's important to ministry. News that's important to ministry. Um, and, and we're going to do some spring football talk. We haven't had a lot of sports in the last few months because, you know, basically we didn't pay really pay attention to the college basketball Um because kind of I think Villanova won it. Is that what Villanova did win it? Um, <laughs> when when Bama, which was early, oh, and um, oh, Carolina I, got knocked out, I kind of didn't care. Anymore. I got I got to add this in here because Matt Wheeler, you know, he's up at Trenton with uh, Don. Walker, oh yeah, with uh, love Matt, the the Walker girls' parents. Um, oh, of course. Yes, uh, he said he was talking with Don at Trenton. He said he was talking about how kids today are the same as they've always been. It's parenting that parenting that is that are different. Yeah, yeah. I good would point. probably agree with that. Good point. That's a huge point in all that. Really good. Um, so thank you for your comments, and mm-hmm. man, we de- we're definitely glad that to everybody joined all of us. The uh, great thing about this is people help us drive the show aw, with the comments and things they say. Really. By the way, do we need to let people know that they will be heard, their comments will be heard in Nashville? You know, Brandon and I really haven't had that conversation on how this works, but we're on like live radio right now. Not right now. Well, in, in like an hour or two. Whenever he puts it on. But let me tell you something. When we are live, and and, and I'm saying we're live right now, mm-hmm. it'll be live right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Especially if, so, it's, if it's 2.30 in the morning. But we're live right now on the, on the internet <laughs> because it's Facebook Live. And it's talks you. Oh, but man, yeah, we're um, live in a little bit, live from Nashville. That's Nashville. And, uh, so pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there are some news going oh, on, though. There are some news of different things that are taking place uh registration is fully on open and open season for registration for inspire youth conference which is july 4th week Woo-hoo. one through five and uh you truly and podine and others will be working on that and putting that on and um the mc of mcs john podine will be there leading singing doing so hopefully so, hopefully i'll make sense like not like i did at jamboree We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't like my talk at Jamboree. <laughs> There's so many things I want to say about that, but I've already I gigged you on the the Spring Hill thing, so I won't do that. You can gig uh, me on it. I don't care. I mean, no. That's what I'm here for. No. I'm here. We all have our part to play, Paul, and I understand. But you that. haven't gigged me on anything. There's nothing to gig you on. When, when you're perfect, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you are such a good friend. <sighs> oh, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. I've received a lot of text messages this week. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say, I love you all. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You want some cough medicine? Man, there was one time I was trying to say something, and, and I stopped right in the middle of it. I was like, man, that made no sense. Just speaking the words of, of any intern I've ever had about myself, hey, John, you had a Paul Sperling coffee, uh, 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 coughing uh, syrup moment. Man, you, you're uh, not kidding. And I got a big laugh out of everybody because I think everybody's like, They yeah, did. They caught no every sense. single one of them. It's like, what did you say? Yeah, yeah. just laugh. Let's go, move yeah, on. just go with it. So Inspire is on campus at Faulkner. It is um, July 1 through 5. And right now it's 125 per person. I don't think there's a camp alive that that is 125 per person. So get that. Enjoy the um, the college experience on campus at Fulton University. Mm-hmm. Um, so register and do that at um, iycnews.com or inspireyouthconference.com. Mm-hmm. Go to register 125 until June 1, mm-hmm. and then it jumps to 150. So mm-hmm. get that done before June. Get AIMCON also. The AIM Conference, represented by Adventures in Ministry, who put this show on, amongst a few others groups. Um, everybody's getting a piece of the pie. Uh, is is the uh, AIMCON, which is July Charmin Toilet Paper. 20 through 22. It is 50 bucks per person. Same kind of deal, Evangelism Conference. Also a AIM tour side-by-side side with that. Um, Andrew Jenkins and Phil Baus 
putting that on. And so I guess some news about that too, um, to, to, to explain real quick, if, if we have time for this, you can do whatever you want, um, Paul, this is your show. We're going through a few changes and some things that need to know. And, and, and this is kind of, kind of a thing. I think this is okay to say. Sure. Um, the um, the SEC uh, the Southern Evangelism Conference was Southern, co- Southeastern Conference. Southeastern Conference. It's so big line. <laughs> I'm like, is that what it's called? It's been so long. It started as SEC. The Southern Evangelism Conference changed to the AIM Conference. Is now ran by um, uh, Phil Baus, uh, the student side, and then um, Andrew Jenkins on the um, the youth ministry side. Uh, as as that probably was something that we started. It is no longer something I run, um, so uh, but it is is a great event and it's still part of what we do with AIM, so still part of the family. But you need but, to understand, we're working, Paul. We're taking baby steps. I'm moving away. I'm moving away from um, some of these these events as far as uh, being directly involved in them um, to make other things available to be able to do other things. So there is that, and then. Um, and so it's going to be great. It's going to be the same great, awesome event. Those guys know what they're doing and putting that together. I think we put them in, in the hands of some very capable people. With that being said, what is it, the 23rd of April? Mm-hmm. 23rd of April, AIM Tour. Mm-hmm. The AIM Tour goes down to Pensacola. So if you haven't registered, you need to do that at adventuresinministry.com. Uh, do that uh, to be a part of that. Uh, I believe it's free. Somebody's calling me from Villarica. Johnny? I don't know. Maybe. I can't answer but anyway, there's that. Anything else? Anything else as far as that? Mm-mm. And now, spring football. Spring football news! Wow! Can you believe spring football is here, Paul? Everybody started playing. I was in Auburn last week with, with Kristen, and uh, we were visiting Caitlin over there, and I didn't even know, but it was spring football. It was, it was the A-Day game over there. And um, I know that throughout the SEC, there are a lot of questions. There is a big push. Did you know that in certain – Certain schools, Michigan being one of them, they are not. They are going away from the spring football game. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Jerry Elder, Paul Sperlin, CEO of EYC, AIM, AIM, SEC, and any other lettered event. <laughs> Only AIM. <laughs> Only CEO of AIM. That's hilarious. Um, but that's why you got other people to do stuff. I don't have to yeah. do it. They do it. But, yeah, there, there's a push within college football. They're doing away with spring games. I guess it's not to show them stuff. I mean, all you're showing is vanilla. Well, it's nothing. I, I think part it's of a it practice. Is, I think there's two things. I think, and this is what I know Florida's problem has been, is, you know, with people getting hurt during spring practice and then even trying to be able to field enough people, especially with linemen, offensive linemen in particular seems to be the issue, that there's not enough people to go around. Yeah. And um, well, quarterbacks aren't even playing anymore. I, I was listening to – Stedman, Jared um, Stedman didn't play. What was it, 80, 80? Well, I wouldn't because he has no offensive line anymore. They all graduated. <laughs> True. Um, the um, um, Channel 84 ESPN U on uh, XM, Sirius XM, um, New Heisel and uh, one of the other guys was talking about um, he would like to see them push to have true games against, you know, like, say, Florida, Florida State, play against each other. Or you know, in just spring? yeah, in spring. Just just a scrimmage, just a scrim, a controlled scrimmage game, kind of like what they do with the NFL. It's interesting, you know, when they come through and they play some of those scrimmages against each other, maybe mm-hmm. just something like that. Um, to you know, you know, UAB's right down the road from from Alabama. Let them go over and and or maybe you could even have it there in old broken down Legion Field. Did you <laughs> say UAB in Alabama? Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. Just it's a controlled scrimmage. You're yeah. not going to do a lot and everything like that. Of maybe being able to put it out. There's a lot of questions going on right now in the SEC about where they're at. I know you. Have, speaking of UAB, they have some big plans for the stadium for their. Um, we found this out. This oh day. man, yeah, it's going to be it's nice. going to be awesome. The practice facility for UAB is pretty impressive. So um, a lot of good things happen there. You mentioned the NFL real quick. I'm going to pan over and then we'll come back. Um, the Tennessee Titans have new uniforms. I don't know if you've seen these. Yeah, they do. They're legit. They're awesome. Paul's getting ready to buy one. Oh, man. They're going to look so good as they lose this week this year. It's going to be great. At least they look good. Uh, that's what's important. Um, they did just sign another wide receiver, um, and so hopefully things will happen there. Um, hopefully um, Henry gets uh, a little more time since, yeah. since we're uh, missing a running back there. 
Caleb said that he said he thinks there's the reason why there's a li- there's a liability factor, but he would be great to energize your fan but fan base. You know, yeah, it would be being good. like Nebraska showcasing Frost's new in, uh, offense Ooh, in there. Yeah, I know with Florida, I'm interested just to kind of see. You know, they're at, at Mullen is pulling out all the stops. How does it there. not become competitive though? How do you do that? That's the problem. That's so hard. That, that would be the problem. Is if I'm UAB not... against Alabama, I'm going to hit them as hard as I possibly can, <laughs> just because you never get to. Why would you not? It's just hard. I know. That's I know. Why you did go team against team? <sighs> I, what it would do about the best you could do is turn it into like one of those all-star games, kind of like what they do with the oh with North, the, South, North South Bluegrass, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those games. Good call. You know, Senior Bowl type things of. of of where it's very controlled and, yeah. and everything of how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe don't hit your quarterback type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You're talking about NFL All-Star game. Yes. It's literally nothing. Yes. So why are we playing this game? I don't know. But, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll see what comes up of all these things. What's Alabama looking like for spring? Um, looks good. I look forward to see who's under center first because the rumor is that it may not be Tua. Damn Jalen may continue to be your starting um, quarterback, at least for the first um, series, not just spring, but fall. So does that, does that, Alabama split up their teams where you have equal teams on both sides? Uh, the, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ones play against the ones, but also the ones play against the twos. That they swap it out. I miss the days where they actually would split it up, where you kind of had even teams on both sides yeah. to go at each other. I miss those days. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure exactly what Mullen is trying to push down there at Florida. Um, I do disagree with one thing that they're doing, but they're doing it to get fans to come. They're having a beer tent set up. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. In Gainesville? In Gainesville. There's a push now. There There you go, Florida fans. There is a push now of certain – I found this out. Mm -hmm. Within the SEC for certain games of allowing alcohol sales in the stadium. Good grief. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Well, me neither. I'm not a fan of that. Just another area of the yeah. whole Satan getting in there. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah. i, I got to hear Scott Strickland, who's the AD at Florida now, talk about college football as a whole and attendance mm-hmm. as a whole. And he has some very interesting points and very interesting things to say about how television has, has hurt attendance because even, like, he said what you're not seeing is you're not seeing teams travel. Well, we stopped going to games. Yeah, it's just too tough. Yeah, with parking and ticket sales, the, people aren't going because the, the pricing t- today versus ten years ago. Of course, you're talking no. That was very at the very beginning of mm-hmm. Saban's time at Alabama. wasn't as expensive as it is now. You start winning all the time, and obviously they get more expensive. You're talking two or three hundred dollars just for a regular season game. He he, no way. Well, and what that, and that's what he's saying. You know, these people who are traveling, like he said, take Alabama for instance. Why would you if you're uh, a fan of Say Kentucky's coming down to Alabama, coming to Tuscaloosa. You know, he said normally he said, and we still have to reserve these like five to ten thousand seats for these mm-hmm. people to come down. And he says, well, why do you want to come down and and get your face busted in and watch yeah. it when you could sit at home and watch it on television? Mm-hmm. And their interaction that TV has. But those are the games you watch. It's sorry, Kentucky, but it's Kentucky and Fresno State. And I know because you Northern Texas. Those. Yeah, because nobody wants to come. Yeah. So, but um, with the big screen at the house, why do you want to do that? Well, and that's what his point was. Yeah. And he said, so we've got to, we've got to, as as ads, he said their challenges are yeah. trying to figure out how do you, how do you do this? How do you be able? How do, can you, you know, work this out? But speaking of college football, um, the University of Alabama did visit the, the White House this week. Wow, oh, cool story, cool story. We'll end on this one. Oh yeah, this is good. Um, J.K. Scott, the punter, which will probably go, I would say, as a punter, pretty high in the draft. Mm-hmm. Awesome punter. Um, probably one of the best um, graduating out this year, um, entering into the NFL draft. Um, they were there with the president, President Trump, everything happening, you know, doing the thing, doing the meet and greet. And as it was ending, J.K., standing near next to the president, leans over and says, uh, Mr. President, do you mind if I pray over you? Um, and, I, you know, and, and you can take that word as how you don't take it. But the fact of the matter is he wanted to he wanted to speak to God on, on the president's behalf and our country's behalf. And. And it was, an, you know, the president said, sure. And so, so he did. And um, I just, um, I don't know. It, it, was a, it was a neat thing, secret service all around. And, you know, it's weird because they didn't, they didn't say no. They didn't say back off. They didn't, you know, because a lot of the players, they don't get in the president's face. But J.K. just walked on over and said, can I pray with you? And, that was, and he did. And it was, a, it was a really neat moment. And uh, we tweeted that out this week. And, 
uh, a lot of comments about that. Um, comments about, uh, well, we all should be uh, praying <laughs> for the president. Uh, we, Regard, we regardless of what right. party he's from. Right. Yeah. I mean, we should definitely be yeah. praying because he's yeah. leading our country. And, I mean, right now, I mean, I'll be honest, I turn on the news every day just to see if, if us and Britain and France have attacked Syria. And that means we're back in fighting Russia and stuff. You know, I, I mean, well, and getting to the spiritual stuff, here's the deal. Uh, the presidents are not praying. Mm. And you have to ask yourself, would they be heard? Mm-hmm. So as Christians, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to continue to pray because, as we mentioned in the tweet, uh, that God is listening. Yeah. And so, so our country um, needs all the support through prayer as they can get um, on that. Yeah. So it was it was cool that yeah that, that, that J.K. Scott who does that out there and, and <laughs> so cool. you see the whole picture because the whole picture of those whole Alabama yeah. uh, team uh, were on their knees uh, yeah. around the president praying yeah. that that was just really cool because you know you so hear so cool. much because every time somebody wins you know whether it's in the mm-hmm. national leagues or one of the uh, I mean, college, college. well whether college things you know they normally go to the White House and they do their thing and there's so much been said well I'm not going to White House because I just agree with this guy blah blah, yeah. blah 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 but the Alabama team shows up. And then they sit there and pray with them. I, I think right. that was fantastic. I, yeah. I thought that what a, what a pitcher, and, and kudos to J.K. Scott and and mm-hmm. Saban and what they're doing over there at Alabama. You know, everybody can say what they want to say about calling names or whatever, but I mean they're doing some things right. Yeah, and so every school has some bad apples, but it's kind of cool to see some good ones come out. Absolutely, so absolutely, roll time. Yeah, no, I can't. You say said that. yeah. No, I did not. You said yeah. No, you misheard me. You said yeah. No, I said roll time. You said yeah. No, go Gators. Roll Tide. Yeah. Go Gators. Um, beer tip. Roll Tide. <laughs> you want me to say the other one? <laughs> no. Let's just stop. <laughs> I could finally say no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Well, Paul. Well, John. For John Podine, I'm Paul Swirlin. This has been the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by the J&P Group and AdventuresInMinistry.com. Go to that website, get all the free stuff. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Live for God. Love God. Thanks for being here, folks. It's been real. Peace out. That was terrible.